0: And welcome back to my sister made me view of the roswell 1999 edition we today are talking about the second to last episode with me <laughs> emily one of your co-hosts that have seen this season before
1: oh my gosh and me megan who got the weirdest surprise this episode and i like 100 percent understand why it happened but is still clo- this is the weirdest thing that's happened on Roswell so far.
0: <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about that today on our podcast. We're but a podcast. in
1: reality,
0: I should be working on my book. I should be.
1: Oh, oh! I should be coloring my Magnus archive storyboards. <laughs> Which,
0: but instead,
1: they're all drawn. And I just gotta color them in, but instead we're making a podcast.
0: Instead, we're, we're, making, making, a podcast. Podcast. we're making a podcast. <laughs> so yes, like we mentioned earlier, today we are talking about Roswell, season two, episode twenty, off the menu. What? And this is the second to last episode before season two hits the finale. What? Megan, give me your thoughts.
1: So this is the lost episode apparently uncovered media so you guys this this episode has nothing to do with what we just saw this story takes place weeks ago this happens emily you told me it happens between vegas and whatever and i was so
0: confused because Emily, yeah, they—oh no, no, no—they would say what was going on, and five seconds later, she turned to me and go, "What? Why is this happening?" I'm like, "Maria just explained it," and okay. she did not explain what happened. <laughs> she did. We're gonna watch it and have proof of that. That's, but like,
1: Emily, you have to understand that the previously mm-hmm. on doesn't typically set up the episode like that. Right. That was where I got lost, where she was like, something happened a couple... Okay, we're getting into it. She says, something happened a couple weeks ago that I haven't told you about, and it's important. Yeah. And so I... Here's what I thought was happening, that we are getting the next episode... And I just thought it was something she hadn't told us in the previously on. I thought it was something that had aired in the show already, but they, like, if she had mentioned the dupes at all. I would have been like, oh, spoilers, this episode's going to have the dupes in it, because that's like what it means in the previously on. And so I thought she was like, there's something I'm not telling you that happened before in the episodes you've seen, and it's going to be important for the alien pregnancy storyline. So that's where my head was at. I didn't realize that what the, the entire episode
0: was what she didn't tell us about. I'm just saying, if you'd paid attention, I I think it was going to be quite clear. Emily,
1: I will eat your microphone. (laughs) (laughs) It was not, it was not clear what was happening. Okay? I'm going to tell you this 100%. As a writer, as a consumer of television, as a director... If I had no prior knowledge of what this episode was going to be, I would have 100%. It would have taken me 20 minutes in the episode to figure out it was a flashback. Because, listen, they never, they, I know she says it. I know she says something happened a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I
0: needed a title card over the episode that said six weeks ago. Oh, okay. Like That makes sense. Just to give it a little more, like, solid. Yeah. So
1: then what I thought was, okay, just the opening scene is something that happened a couple weeks ago, and then we're going to cut to present day, because why on earth would they not talk about the pregnancy storyline in this, the penultimate episode? Listeners, write in, be on my side. If you didn't know this was a flashback episode, and they do not explicitly tell you once the sto- okay, so Emily, my my big my big problem with this is, okay, is that the previously on mm-hmm. tells us about things that were previously on the show. <laughs> That's the point of it. It did. It happened previously. She's no, just telling no, no, us no, no, about no. it now. <laughs> it happened previously, but it did not happen <laughs> on the show. And Emily, here's something else. I am someone yeah. who always skips the previously on.
0: Oh. So imagine you're a Why you do that?
1: Excited. Last week on The Guest. Remember
0: how most of the time we skipped the previously on on The Guest? I do. And, and then I made you guys stop and watch it on some of the important ones because I like watching it. Okay.
1: So I want you to think about the typical watcher who's watching this through and it's like, oh, yeah, previously on.
0: I'm binging this show. I don't need to know what happened previously on. Okay, here's here's the thing though. They do it in a different way though. Instead of just like saying previously on and then showing clips, you have Maria standing there giving us fresh ad, like fresh new right uh, dialogue. Right. So, I think they expected the wa- the viewers to not skip that. Uh, they... Well, they couldn't because you'd be watching it live. You yeah. can't just skip it, Megan. I know. But I'm like Okay. It's
1: not <sighs> it was not well enough established. What that this whole episode was what the thing she was talking about. Okay. Okay, so so I I'm, I'm on the same page with her you. when she's I'm on the same page with her when she's telling us about Lyric and she's telling us about Brody and she's like, why couldn't they invent an alien cell phone? I mean they're aliens, right? I would consider that this episode would be about the invention of the alien cell phone, which is what I thought the headgear was. Anyway,
0: so <laughs> You also thought that was Max in the headgear. I did because this episode is not clear. There is I'm sorry. confusion. You are and usually no on top of things, and you can guess things from eighty-seven miles away. And which I just I find it indicate funny. This, this indicate this to, you to you that, that this is a badly done episode.
1: Okay, so I got everything. I don't know what you are talking about. You. Knew this was coming. You knew about the discrepancy.
0: You had prior, like okay. I told you about that before we even started. No, you didn't. Yes, you. I because it started, and I'm like, okay, I've got to tell you something. This is filmed. This is this episode comes between Las Vegas and prom, and then you were like, wait, 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 stop. She's talking. I need to pay attention. To this. <laughs>
1: Paying attention to Maria did me no good because if you had not said that, that would not have been made clear in the episode (laughs) at all
0: oh so clearly
1: okay you guys several times during this very confusing and badly done episode i would ask emily a question and she's like are you not paying attention when like reverse cut to me staring at the screen so hard just begging it all to make sense And and then emily has the audacity As I'm asking her a question, clarifying question, and she's talking to me, as she is talking to me, she says, "Oh, you just missed it. Something important happened in the episode. Why aren't you paying attention?" And I'm like, "That's a valid question. (laughs) I am trying to understand."
0: So I appreciate all the effort you put into this, Megan. Thank you very much. If it's much. not
1: clear to you, the listeners. <laughs> this episode was supposed to air earlier in the season. Emily, do you know why I'm it did I'm sure they got that. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I have found it's very helpful to clearly state the concept of what is happening. <laughs> so this is an episode that should have happened um, around just after Vegas, so around 215, 216, this is where it happened chronologically. Mm-hmm. And having Maria say, Okay, you guys, I'm going to read you exactly what Maria says. And you listeners can be the thing. So she summarizes the whole Larry Brody situation, which we knew and I was on the same page at, which is probably why I started to tune out of the previously on, because I'm like, Okay, yeah, it's Larry, it's Brody. She says she uses him as a human cell phone. If you think about it, why couldn't they invent, like, an alien cell phone? I mean, they're aliens, no? Basically, the aliens are ready to go back to their home planet. Michael, Liz, and I have found Alex's killer, or did we? (laughs) So that's the story. Sorry, sidebar. This is Megan. That's the story I'm invested in. And then she says Mm -hmm. something happened a few weeks before Max started to remember Tess before um, Liz started to get closer to Sean, and mm-hmm. before Alex died, before any of this. And I didn't think it was important to tell you at the time, but if you watch closely, it contains the key to
0: everything. And it does. In, Did you catch it, Megan?
1: Yeah, I caught that Larrick can't use Brody anymore, so he has to use Colin Hanks. Right? That is a good guess. And I'm 100% right. However, however, because she says, because she connected it to the alien pregnancy Alex's death storyline, I was waiting for it to actually connect into the alien pregnancy Alex's death storyline. Alex isn't even in the episode. But he's alive. Is he? He's Schrodinger's alive. Anyway, so. In this episode, he is so then she says, so so the way that she says, something happened a couple weeks ago I didn't tell you about. It contains the key to everything. Then I assumed that the opening scene was going to be the only part that was a flashback. And we were going to cut to modern day at any time. Where She's like, hey, a couple uh... weeks ago. Uh, something happened i didn't tell you about it it's got the key to everything look and then we're watching the opening scene and this reminds me of the time as a child that i saw les miserables for the first time because i'm sitting in that go i'm sitting in the audience and i'm watching a high school performance of les mis and you know i've listened to the big songs on cd before but i've never seen the show and i'm like yeah this opening number is really long they've They've been singing this opening number a long time. And there hasn't been any dialogue yet. So this must still be the opening song. Because, you know, they keep reprising the same melody. So obviously it's the same song. And listeners, it took oh, me about no. 20 minutes to realize all of Les Mis is sung and there is no dialogue. So, so Emily, step into, step into my twisted mind. Mm-hmm. I believed... That Maria says this one tiny thing happened several weeks ago. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be the key to, obviously, the story you've tuned in for about the murder and the pregnancy. And this Mm -hmm. opening scene, quotation marks, kept going, kept going. And then there were guns. And then I'm like, this isn't a little thing I forgot to tell you. This is huge involving SWAT and a stabbing and alien magics and a power outage. And what I'm trying to say, Emily, is I don't mind that this episode was out of order. They Mm -hmm. did a horrible job of explaining that it was.
0: And see, I wonder if you'd actually gotten any sleep last night, if this would have made more sense to you.
1: How dare you? I slept seven whole (laughs) hours before we started podcasting. And I have obviously, geniusly predicted that Leric can no longer use Brody, so he has to use Alex. Although, that doesn't quite make sense, because Alex's trip to Sweden predated this whole thing with Brody. But mm-hmm. I think it's highly likely that Alex is one of the people who can get possessed by an alien.
0: Okay. It contains well, the key can't to everything. We not talk about that now, because... If this doesn't
1: contain the key to everything, I'm going to go during the
0: finale i want you to know (laughs) i believe you i didn't realize you were going to have such a strong reaction just to the introduction and the strong reactions continued through the entirety of the episode this was one of the most fun episodes i've ever watched with you you were so into it and so vocal about everything it was really fun because, again,
1: I don't – like, I get that, oh, we had to air these episodes out of order. I get that. I'm mad mm-hmm. that they didn't clearly explain that. And, like – and, again, I wouldn't have known unless you had told me. And I'm I'm smart, and I'm good at movies and TV, and they are not doing a good job with their toolbox, and it makes me mad. <laughs>
0: And I did do a cursory Google search just to see if there was any like history or anything about why they had decided to change up the change up the order of everything.
1: Uh Um,
0: But I couldn't I couldn't really find anything. And that just happens sometimes with shows. Uh, where the executives, the, the studio, will decide, oh, this is a cooler episode, so we're going to air it first. I mean, it mm-hmm. happened with Firefly. I'm sure there's some Star Trek episodes out there that have been aired in different orders, that sort of stuff. So this is just something that happened. I don't think it was a mistake. Like, I don't think someone mixed up the tapes and accidentally, you know, put them on the air in the wrong order. I think it was a choice that was made. I don't get it, but... Oh, see... I don't think it was a choice. I think it was our shooting schedule
1: got mixed up or I would... Do you know what? I am now going to bet $200 on this. The computer animation of Brody simulation was not ready in time for it to air.
0: Oh, you know, that would make sense. All right. They should have hired you. You would have stayed up all night long to do it.
1: (laughs) No, because, well, I guess do you know what Uh, CG artists are not unionized so maybe I would yeah okay (laughs) so 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 again I don't mind that these episodes are out of order I'm mad that they didn't explain that they were out of order or give us like a better frame story besides Maria's previously on because the purpose Mm -hmm. of a previously on is to tell you what already happened to prepare you for the episode you're going to watch and they didn't do she was setting up what had already happened Um, (laughs) I think it's very funny that if I was a fan at the time and I was like, what's going to happen with the alien pregnancy and the murder, and I tuned in and got this episode instead, I would have been livid.
0: Mm. So I had actually wondered... And I didn't want to bring it up to you because I didn't want to I didn't want to color your view of this series, but I almost apparently you should have warned me a little bit more. (laughs) Well, I almost had us watch this between Vegas and the prom. Uh I'm almost wondering if I should have done that instead. I don't think you should have because I think it's funnier podcasting. Uh,
1: (laughs) It's funnier podcasting that it's happened this way. But if I was just, if I was, like, a friend and we were casually watching the show, I would have Mm -hmm. watched it in correct order. But um, Mm -hmm. this way is much funnier.
0: (laughs) I wish I would have recorded because every so often she would just fly off the handle of, what is going on? Well,
1: because Maria's (laughs) like, oh, a little thing happened. And if you watch closely, it's the key to everything, which, like, indicates subtlety. But we've got like guns and stabbing and explosions and an entire SWAT team and the sheriff and uh, a botched uh, hostage negotiation crisis and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know what I was expecting, but the <laughs> you did not adequately set this up. <laughs>
0: Well, maybe we will do a better job. Are you ready to jump into (laughs) Roswell Season 2, Episode 20 off the menu? We've clearly laid a foundation for our listeners. (laughs) All right, listeners. If you get lost, not our fault.
1: Yeah, if you get lost, don't even worry about it. Listen, the only time I really got mad at you while we were watching is when I was like, is Max wearing the helmet? Because... This scene is so, everything in the UFO center is lit so badly. This is even before the power goes off, but
0: I could not Uh tell who was who in the dark. (laughs) Okay, Max is taller than Brody. Brody's face is much wider than They were not in the same shot at the same time. It doesn't matter if someone's taller than someone else if they're not shown together. Relative. You can can infer because Max, they they do show both of them in the same frame at the same time,
1: multiple times. (laughs) Emily, I know that when they're together, Max is taller. I'm saying when Brody is the only sub. like there's not a rule in camera work that a 4'6 person always has their head at the exact same height in the frame
0: like (laughs) and what i'm saying what i'm saying is brody is wearing red and max is wearing black and what i'm saying is
1: if you look at this opening (laughs) scene the lights are out there are no lights on their clothing there's only lights on their faces and i couldn't tell listen i just missed it because they both left to go do something And I'm like, oh, Max is fixing the weather balloon. So Brody picks up the helmet and covers his own face with it. So if since I had not seen the color of their shirts at the beginning of the episode, Max says, oh, I'm going to go fix the weather balloon. And I said, okay. And then Max leaves and then Brody turns around and we see an unidentified person pick the helmet up off the table and put it completely over their face and head. And... And I would can't see his hair color, can't see his earring, can't see his identifying marks that make him Brody. Cannot see the difference in the wideness of his face compared to Max's.
0: And you I was definitely like,
1: definitely can. And as I'm watching this, I was like, this is a weird way to fix weather balloons.
0: So she did. She goes, "How's this fixing the weather balloon?" I'm like, "That's Brody," and she's like, "Since when?"
1: <laughs> Listen. Back, and so, so as soon as he said initializing test, whatever, I was like, This, Mm -hmm. how is this the weather balloon? And Emily's like, It's Brody. And I'm like, How? When? And then she started making fun of me for not paying attention when I was staring intently at the screen, believing what I was seeing. Anyway, he goes into the metaverse, and this is, (laughs) this is. This computer animated sequence has to 100% be why the episode was late. Mm
0: -hmm. It's like his own personal holodeck. Uh And he's, he's saying like, well, I was abducted and I don't remember three days, but here's kind of what I've been able to piece together. And it's talking about... Like he's, he's picturing the warehouse and he's remembering where he's sitting. He's starting to remember faces. So like he remembers Nicholas's face. He remembers, unfortunately, Max's face as well, right as the contraption he's wearing overloads and like sends a zap of electricity to his brain and... What happens is it damages his brain and it allows Larrick to kind of, the memories of Larrick to come out. So Larrick doesn't show up in this episode. Brody just starts remembering stuff he did as Larrick and it's starting to make, it's starting to cause a lot of issues.
1: And listeners, I would also say that is not clear (laughs) because he's starting to gain Larrick memories and he's starting to lose Brody memories. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's no ramp up. He goes, like, off the deep end right away. And we'll just keep watching the episode. Because we don't have 15 more minutes for me to yell about this. (laughs) This is not the worst episode of Roswell. The way that it's been slotted in the season has made it the most frustrating experience I've had so far. And I watched Tess get (laughs) alien pregnant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, Yes Brody has come to the memories of Larrick are flooding through he gets a gun and goes out and starts taking hostages so in the UFO center we have Tess and we have Max who are trying to have a moment where she's bought him a gift just because and he's kind of thinking that's weird and she's like fine I'll give it to Kyle and he's like no no I'll take it Uh, so he's got Tess and Max and he knows right away he tells them what listeners Here's the thing. Uh-huh.
1: Do you remember maybe 4 episodes ago when I started throwing a screaming hissy fit because in the previously on Maria was talking about how Max and Tess were remembering each other. Mhm. This is the episode where that happens. They didn't yep. amend her previously like they obviously rewrote this previously on to fit with the new show continuity, but they didn't rewrite that previously on. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. bad. It's bad continuity.
0: Um, can I tell you the one? There was only one thing about this episode that really bugged me. What? And it's that the alien's name is Laric, L, and for some reason they use a capital I when they do the subtitles. I, Eric, <laughs> even though it's clearly Laric. I don't know who is in charge of writing up the subtitles, but also, they were wrong. There
1: was a part of the episode
0: where Max says
1: Laric and brody says that's an alien name that means you're an
0: alien and i'm like could just be a foreign name <laughs> maybe brody's not well traveled i don't know i don't know but he is starting to remember and okay max makes several giant mistakes in this again i'm i'm not over the frustrated with max <laughs> uh train yet because because Larry comes out he's like aliens 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 and max is like i'm not an alien and uh he holds up his hand and then laric shoots the gun and obviously max throws up his green shield and and brody's like well how do you explain that and i'm just like yeah max what did you think was gonna happen like max is so stupid
1: he instantly, like you mentioned, it's just instantly, I'm not an alien, throws up hand before Brody even fires his gun. Doesn't try to jump out. of Okay, this reminds me of a Star Trek book where Data gets to become a human for a while. And mm-hmm. there's a bit where a box is falling off a high shelf and it's going to hurt, I think it's, it's Counselor Troy. And Data mm-hmm. catches the heavy box and hurts his back pretty severely and has to go to Dr. Crusher about it. And Mm -hmm. she's like, okay, Data, the human thing to do, he's like, I needed to save Dr. Troy. Sorry, I needed to save Counselor Troy. And the doctor is like, yes, and that's a good instinct. But a human would have pushed Troy out of the way instead of catching the heavy box. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so this was Max jumping in to catch a heavy box and doing the absolutely wrong thing to solve his problems. Also, I am... So much more on Sean's side now that we have an episode, spoilers, where Liz told him, I will go out with you. Yeah. And it's not just him, like, chasing her, being like, date me, date me, date me. I'm like, oh, yeah, we missed the episode where she said she would go out with him.
0: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In our uh, podcast 15-year anniversary
0: rewatch of Olive Roswell... (laughs) i would like to watch these in the correct order okay we'll do that the next time we watch it how's that yeah the so i think we forgot to mention that uh one of the reasons that there was that huge power surge Mm -hmm. is that uh the the program that brody was using was like running out of disk space but he's so close to getting the answers that uh he just like overrides it And because he does that, there's something that happens with the electricity that affects all of Roswell. So like all of Roswell is like on backup generators or just in the dark. And Brody actually pulls up security footage that are in the security cameras are on backup generators. And he has, he has Max on camera, on screen, on video disc, putting up the green shield. And so he's got that on a CD-ROM and he's just like this is proof like (laughs) duh
1: (laughs) oh I am so glad Evelyn, that you just told me what's on that disc Megan Camille (laughs) because I assumed his sims game was what was on the disc
0: oh okay because the we're saying this listeners because the disc comes back into play at the end of the episode
1: also I was like. Stop getting mad at me. I paid really
0: close attention to this episode. It was intentionally obtuse and confusing. I'm sure it is that way for some people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're one of that. this is this is uh, <laughs> short Kaladin all over
1: this is my short Kaladin
0: <laughs> <laughs> So tall. So this is, is my Kaladin. even Dallas. No, <laughs> Oh, like I said, this is one of the most fun episodes to watch. Just us yelling at each other back and forth was a joy. It was so fun (laughs) to do that. Oh, so what happens next is, uh, you know, all the lights are out, but Maria is out with her mom and her cousin, Sean. They are moving, moving merchandise. They're making a delivery to the UFO Center uh, with some t-shirts. And they go inside the UFO center with all the lights off, and they go downstairs. And Brody comes out waving the gun. Yeah. Pee pee pee. Amy DeLuca is like, yeah, he's like, she's like, run, 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 run. And Brody makes them stop and comes back down. So now he has five hostages, and he's talking crazy alien speech about. Max, you're an alien and and this is your other name and and your wife here is Tess and this is the planet you come from. And he's like starting to give them like bits and pieces of their history. And here is Amy DeLuca just standing there being like, what in blue blazes is going on? And Sean's just like, I'm super bored right now, but okay, whatever. But Brody makes, oh, hold on. I might be skipping a little bit. Um, He, okay, yeah. He takes them hostage.
1: Yeah. And he makes Maria call the crash down. A scene which I love.
0: Yeah. It's great. Um, Her cell phone rings. And Maria, as we remember up to this point, has been, uh, she does have a relationship. She has some sort of connection with Brody. And so she's able to talk to him calmly and explain things. Like, if I don't answer my cell phone, people will know something is wrong. Like, this is part of my life. And it's Liz on the other line. And Liz wants to gossip about, you know, school and everything. And Maria interrupts her and says, hey, I've been thinking about the menu. I don't think we should sell the Galaxy Sub with pepper jack cheese anymore. I think we should take it off the menu. And that's when Brody's like, okay, that's enough. Hang up. And Maria is just so sure that Liz is going to crack this code (laughs) that she sent. I cracked the code. You cried because you go wait. What's a galaxy sub? I said that's what Brody always orders. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, Emily and I already have. Uh, we have a family code phrase for when something's wrong. Yes. And uh, listeners, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Thank you, listeners. This is my recommendation to you to start. You know, having these sort of phrases with your loved ones because you never know.
0: You never know when something like this could happen to you. (laughs) Um, My, well, I'll say our favorite character makes an appearance in this episode, and it's the one person who's good at his job in this whole town. It's Deputy Hanson, Sheriff Deputy Hanson. But he goes to he goes to Jim Valenti to get to get advice on what's happening. He's like, "We should call FEMA." And Jim's like, no, you should call Ralph, the electrician who wired who wired the offices. He'll know what to do. And we meet uh, Sheriff Hansen multiple times throughout this episode. And each time, he calls Jim Sheriff. And Jim's always like, not Sheriff anymore. Thanks, buddy. So uh, they're getting kind of worried about what's going on, obviously. Like, this is getting really intense with the addition of three more hostages. And so Tess tries to... Use her mind powers on him. And she's unable to. She says his mind is too crowded. He can't get in. And Brody is just like. Guess what else you can't do. And he brings out. A device that we've seen. Uh, we've seen before. And it's like a. Like a pyramid kind of a shaped device. And he knows it's called a trilithium. Amplification generator. And he knows that when he activates it. It. Well, first of all, it throws uh, it throws Max and Tess backwards, and he's tells them, "I've just neutralized your powers. Anyone who comes down here, any aliens, they won't be able to use their powers."
1: Now that is true. However, <laughs> I would like to point out that the visual he did is that he hit it, and a beam came out, and it, uh, uh-huh. you know, a little disc beam, and that beam hit. Tess, and Max. hmm And I know that Michael and Isabel come down later, and Michael tries to throw up, he tries to interfere with the gun, and it doesn't work. hmm However, I don't think that was very well told visually, that it looks mm-hmm. like because Tim, not Tim, because Max and Tess <laughs> were hit by the beam that just their powers are discontinued. So, that was a okay. gripe I had. But it's fine. I mean, he talked like we
0: looked at the device long enough to be like, "Oh yeah, if this device is on, you can't use the purse. <laughs> so, across the street, uh back at the Crashdown Cafe, we've got Isabel, Michael, and Liz hanging out. And because there's no power, they can't cook any food. And so when Michael brings out food for Isabel and Liz, Isabel's just like, "The cheese isn't even melted on my burger." and the fries are cold and this is stupid and she goes to use her powers on them and michael warns her it makes it taste gross uh he says you're gonna miss out on the flavor of the grill and she's like well i don't want to get e coli or mad cow disease and shout out to the you know 2000s mad cow disease i remember mad cow disease man we were (laughs) all real worried about that all the time we were Um, and so she uses her powers to heat everything up and melt the cheese she takes a couple bites and she's like oh you're right this is disgusting and so uh michael and isabel head out because i I, would like to point out okay
1: alien powers have never affected the taste of something before
0: maybe it's only certain things we saw isabel heating up people's burgers in season
1: one when she worked at the crash down she was using alien magics on the burgers and looks like the writers never came up with that lore yet until this very episode
0: here is something michael says wait what does he say hold on he says something specifically about isabel being bad at it
1: i disagree
0: isabel's great at alien magic she's better than anyone Okay, can you be good at something and maybe not good at everything? Not Isabel. It's, okay, we've seen Isabel manipulate food multiple times in the
1: series.
0: I think it's uh-huh. just something they made up for this episode. You know, I agree with you, but I'm also trying to figure out, like uh like with you okay and i don't know which foods it is but sometimes depending on what kind of silverware you use it changes the flavor Uh if you use silver versus pewter versus tin versus whatever and so maybe there's something about their powers that interacts with like some chemical or whatever in the meat or the cheese maybe that's what happens it's
1: cadmium x in your burgers
0: cadmium Which x in your burgers hasn't
1: shown up again in a while and i find that suspect i haven't forgotten about cadmium x even if the writers did
0: <laughs> all right so uh isabelle and michael go in to get uh pick up max from his shift uh they go in and uh brody is paranoid shoots at them with their gun this is where michael and Isabel realize they can't use their powers in there and liz here's what's going on on the other you know here's the gunshots and comes running in but thankfully isabel and michael know there are hostages down there and they realize they've got to go get valenti valenti the one
1: adult who knows about
0: guns oh man
1: listen so i i know brody is supposed to be unhinged in this episode but the lack of gun safety is just off the scale we like even in the episode where the sheriff accidentally shot his own son have we not seen this level of disregard <laughs> for gun safety
0: what about the time where the the deputy points a gun at uh at a minor before at a minor announcing yeah yeah do you know what maybe mm-hmm. there's just
1: something about the ufos oh <gasps> Emily, it's all coming together. So that scene with the deputies at the UFO Center, Kyle gets shot to death Uh in the UFO Center, and this just happened, you guys. And the episode where uh, Sheriff Valenti shot and killed a guy happened after a convention at the UFO Center. Conspiracy hat activated. The
0: UFO Center makes you bad at gun safety. Okay. I accept that. Okay we did it um but here comes Jim Valenti and he begins acting in a capacity outside of being sheriff and I think uh he is doing this because the aliens are involved and so he calls in to see what Brody wants like he starts doing the hostage negotiation situation and Brody has no idea like Brody knows what he wants but but um It's all alien stuff. There's nothing that he wants to ask of anyone else. And so Sean just kind of pipes up like, I am hungry. I could use a burger. And Brody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Burgers and fries for everybody. Those are my demands.
1: Five guys, burger and fries. Emily, what's your favorite burger place?
0: (sighs) Oh. Okay. I'm not going to say it's a tie, but I'd have to really, really think of it. There's two places. One is Chubby's which has amazing uh, burgers and fries, obviously. And then this, uh, you know, the it would be Chubby's. Chubby's and then JCW's.
1: I cannot remember my favorite burger place. I had <gasps> oh, an no. incredible avocado burger somewhere in Utah.
0: And it I might don't have been Chubby's.
1: Where. It might have been. It might have been.
0: Or JCW. Hey, next time you come, we'll try them both out.
1: This is making me hungry
0: when are you coming back to utah uh maybe never (laughs) (gasps) no megan don't say that
1: well um i might be getting a new job in april that's going to be an in-person in-office job maybe Mm, i guess that's cool listen i haven't even interviewed for this job yet i just know that someone has recommended me for it and the person who recommended me gets to pick who they hire so because I, I would be i would be their assistant director so nice yeah we'll see we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see all right i would like to have a job currently i think six <laughs> months with no job is too long because i'm only two months in with no job and i'm ready for a job <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we'll get you a job and then we'll figure out when you come back to Utah. How's that?
1: Me showing Emily my Magnus archive boards. Do you think a depressed person could make this?
0: <laughs> uh.
1: Listen, listeners, if you, if, if you don't know, uh, I'm between seasons on Star Trek and they've invited me back for the next season. And so I was like, oh, just take time off. Apparently, I'm not a take lots of time off kind of person. I very much enjoyed it, though, but I should have a job.
0: Yeah um speaking of being depressed Brody is depressed he and confused good transition Emily thank you I went to English school I know all about transitional paragraphs (laughs) (laughs) um he starts talking to Tess and Max kind of like on the DL but but Maria and Amy and Sean can all overhear. And they overhear Brody tell this story about, no, you're in love. And this is where you met. And it was on this rock. And and it was by this water, this red water. And like he's clearly describing an alien planet, which sounds crazy and nuts to the other people who are listening in who have no idea about the alien backstory. Um, but he is describing, Brody is describing how Tess and Max met and how they are in love. And how basically Larrick was the one who introduced Tess to Max. Because Max was too shy. Even as a king, he was hiding behind a tree. Not, not literally, but figuratively like uh, the, the guidance counselor was telling him. Uh, and so Brody is really confused because Max is very firm. Like, you're wrong. We're not in love. That never happened. Brody, you're, you're crazy. And that really upsets him.
1: Yeah, it does. Man, rough episode for for a lot of people, but I think uh, Brody and Sean have the worst of it. Now... Yeah. Now, okay, so it's been a while since prom episode and Vegas episode, but uh, Liz and Max are super broke up at this point, right? Because yep. he yep. still thinks she might have slept with Kyle. Yeah. But... In this episode, they still have like slight feelings for each other because this is before prom when Liz like broke his broke his heart, and then he kisses Tess. Yeah. And I would yep. I would say the test stuff would have felt so less out of nowhere if we hadn't, if we'd actually you know had the the episodes in the order in which they were intended.
0: Well, by this point, we've got Sheriff Hansen out on the scene, and he is being super helpful and trying to figure out, he's figured out that the origin of the blackout has come from the UFO center, and so he's like pounding on the door trying to get in. Well, across the street, we've got Valenti, Michael, Liz, and Isabel on top of, uh, on like the the rooftop garden area of Liz's apartment, and Valenti's like, Hansen, get over here, get away from the door, Hansen, and you know, here's here's sheriff hansen just kind of like just being all happy and perky and everything and and uh anyway he's uh he's starting to put together a lot of puzzle pieces that they don't want him to put together so uh Cause he's good at his is, job he's a- good at his job which it's so funny that we're so not frustrated that he's good with his job but it's just so funny that that is such a problem and i love it i love this about about this character but uh, Sher- or Valenti is able to kind of uh, distract him by saying like, oh, you better go, you better go uh, direct traffic to you know, keep people safe. And Hansen's like, that's a good idea. Here I go. <sighs> My
1: I like shake Shack burgers. Sorry, it took me a while to process that. I like Shake Shack burgers. <laughs> I like their avocado bacon burger without the bacon on it. I do not like bacon on a burger. I think it's too salty. Okay. That's fair. There you go. The the listeners they deserve to know.
0: <laughs> um so in the meantime they've got uh Liz that is able to deliver the food. Uh what happens is uh because they don't have any they don't have any Okay, hold on. I think this is where Give me a second. Okay. So this is the part where they are cooking the food in the uh Roswell in the Crashdown Cafe. And uh, they're frozen burgers. And Maria, or sorry, uh, Isabel's just like, you know, it would be faster if I did it. And Michael's like, then they won't taste as good. So I think maybe he's been practicing. I think because he's the line cook at the Crashtown Cafe. I think maybe he's experimented and knows like the best way to work with the food that doesn't, you know, because like if you, Okay, this is going to sound stupid, but sometimes if you cook eggs too fast, they get rubbery, you know? Yep. But if you cook them slow and you're able to, like, keep the molecular stuff from changing too much, then, you know, you get a very different texture and flavor. And so I think that's what's going on here. I don't think it's alien powers make it taste bad. I think Isabel just doesn't know the exact, like... Minutia of this whereas michael probably does it a lot just because it's part of his job what do you think about that
1: uh i think they made up for this episode
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair but uh so yeah she hurries up and she does that and then they realize they still need to they still need to cook the fries and so uh they use alien powers to heat up the oil they have borrowed Valenti has borrowed uh, some of the department's spy equipment. I don't know why they have spy equipment. So I. Um, But I have a little. Oh, go ahead. I want to talk about the spy equipment. Because we had a
1: lipstick sized camera that showed up in season one. And they were like, this singular camera would cost the entire yearly budget for the Roswell Police Department. But it turns out the Roswell Police Department just has some. (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh listeners i thought you'd be interested in knowing the hunger was too much and i've ordered a burger and fries
0: (laughs) (laughs) from Uh, i'm trying a new place it's called fat burger and we'll see if it's delicious all right keep us posted i apologize for any outside noises my dog likes to be outside on the little balcony and I leave the window open so he can walk in and out of it. Mm-hmm. So you might hear some cars drive by. I apologize.
1: Oh, good.
0: But anyway, um, they hook up Liz and they get her to wear the little button camera so that they can kind of see what's going on down there. And she she brings everything down there. Um, Brody has like barricaded them in.
1: This is where we build you know, our barricade. Like, in the heart of the city, the we claim our
0: own. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of waiting for that to happen. <laughs> and she's like, here's your food. And he's like, oh, let me pay you. And she's like, no, it's on the house. And he's like, no, no, I think I'm rich. And he's just, like, pulling out all these bills and, like, hands it to her. As you remember, he did tip Maria $100 when she delivered his food to him at one point. Mm-hmm. But he's so happy to see the food. Like, he's... he. He's bouncing back and forth between these emotions. He's so happy to see the food. He's so happy to be able to feed these people here. And then he takes a bite of the burger and he realizes it tastes different. He's like, you've done something. You're an alien. Like at this point, he's in full-blown paranoia. Do you know what I would have liked? Uh,
1: What? I would have liked for both Liz and Isabel to try the burger and Liz to say, Mm -hmm. I can't tell a difference. And for Isabel to say, oh, I definitely can that like only an alien or alien connected person could tell the
0: difference okay i would have liked that that would have been really cool i it felt like a very busy episode i don't know how they i mean i know they could have put that in there but like it it was a very chuck full episode like a lot like a hundred times but um, he gets, the sheriff calls, and he gets, Brody gets back on the phone with them, and he is flipping out, saying, like, you talk about trust, and you send an alien in here, and blah, 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 blah. Well, what's going on in the meantime is that, wait, is this where is this where Sean gets stabbed?
1: Ugh, are you saying, uh, could this maybe be where Max completely ruins Sean's oh, sneak attack? Oh,
0: yes.
1: Yeah, why don't, Megan, tell us about that. Tell us oh about that gosh. best part i furious. So Sean has a knife. And mm-hmm. he says, hey, Liz, there's a knife in my pocket and I'm happy to see you. Can you cut the restraints <laughs> on my wrists? And Sean runs for Brody, the man with the gun who's been shooting the gun. He runs for him with the knife. And as he's trying to sneak attack him from behind, Max yells, no, Sean, don't, and (laughs) ruins the sneak attack, because Michael's like, "Uh, I like Brody as a person, when whatever. Anyway, Brody and Sean... that's the
0: thing. Go for it. Oh.
1: It's this matter of perspective where, like, they know that something alien is happening with Brody, but Sean and Maria's mom have no clue. And so, all they know is a man has tied them up with a gun, and he has shot at them already. Mm -hmm. So, I, while you and I know that there's more to the situation, I think with the information Sean has, he was absolutely right to go after Brody with a knife. Yeah. And not only that, Brody is, the reason why this starts is Brody is threatening Liz with the gun. He is shaking the gun at her. It is a Mm -hmm. imminent danger. And you know what? Is Max doing anything? No. Nope. That's not true. Max stands up and then I uh, sorry, Max stands up and then Brody pokes him with the gun and says, sit down. <laughs> That's when Sean runs for it. And then Max says, Sean, don't do it! And then the sneak attack's ruined. Laric and Sean are fighting. Mm-hmm. And Sean falls on the knife!
0: Yep. He's stabbed. I hate Max so and much. Liz, Liz is rightfully angry later on. And kind of gets after max for kind of ruining what you know the plan and he's like i couldn't let him hurt brody brody's a good guy and i'm just like max you moron if anything had happened you could have just healed him like there's no there's there's no stake like there are no stakes in this there's it's very low stakes if there are any because like currently they can't use their powers but they
1: know exactly how to get their powers back because the device that's, you know, prevented them is just right there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, Sean stabbed. They're all kind of like trying to figure out what's going on, you know, how to keep him comfortable. And in the meantime, uh, Deputy Hansen, not Deputy Hansen anymore, he's Sheriff Hansen, has put together through some really great, you know, leaps and bounds uh, that there are hostages in the ufo center and he calls in everybody he calls in you know state snipers he calls in i'm sure he calls in the national guard they've got a battering ram he is going to rush the ufo center and so um everyone together the sheriff kyle uh michael and Isabel are trying to find a a back door in which is really hard because the uf center is an old like nuclear fallout shelter And so there's like blast doors and, you know, it's just really thick cement, but there is one, one entrance in the back or, you know, and so not an entrance, but there's a way to close like some, some blast doors. And so they're hoping to protect the hostages and Brody from the police who are coming in. And so that's the plan. And that's what Michael and Isabel go and do. And they're able to be successful and close the blast doors before the police are able to get in.
1: I think that's Schrodinger's nuclear blast doors. Okay. I think we're going to use the the UFO center for its intended purpose at a different point in the story. Okay. Is that the is that the one thing that's the key to everything that Maria told us about?
0: Write it down. Ah. No. <laughs> so things are going well. Uh Max is starting to talk Brody down and Brody's like, "Yeah, I don't have to do this, you know, all this stuff, but He's, he's just at this stage where like he really does have brain damage at this point. Like the electricity really, really damaged his brain. And he sees Liz kind of angle the camera button at him and he realizes he's being recorded and he absolutely freaks out. And he, he takes them all back in the back room. Uh, Never let anyone take you to a secondary location. And they're able to figure out. They see the. They see all the equipment that he was using. They realize, hey, here's this like headpiece. There's electric damage. Uh, probably, you know, if we can heal Brody, then we can. We can, you know, kind of get rid of these Lyric memories and put them back where they're supposed to be. But with the Pentagon thingy on, they can't. And so uh, they're kind of running into running into a lot of a lot of different. A lot of different uh, roadblocks. And so we get to use our best weapon here. And it's Maria. And she's going to seduce Brody. <laughs> it's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally. What Emotionally. Happens. Emotionally. Still... Oh. But the whole time, Meg. Okay, Meg has been yelling this whole time about Tell him he has a daughter. Tell him about his daughter. Have the writers written her off? Do Are we just pretending he doesn't have a daughter anymore?
1: And not only that. Sorry. They brought him back in. And I was joking like all oh, the writers forgot he has a daughter. And Maria finally mentioned her. And Brony's like, I don't remember that I have a daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but she's, she's telling him about who he is as a person. He's not, you know, just Brody or just Leric. You're funny. You're smart. You have a daughter. You're a good dad, you know, and she's really helping him like calm down and see who he really is. And they're able to convince, they're able to convince him to turn off the, the pyramid thing. But one of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is because the, the group has been split up and Liz and. Amy, Luca, and Sean are on one side of, of the door, and, you know, everyone's on the other, and Sean is trying to hotwire the the code door so that the door will open, and, you know, it's hard. He's stabbed. He's, you know, standing when it's obviously very, very difficult, and his aunt Amy is like, I thought you were a criminal. Why are you so slow at this? <laughs>
1: He's stabbed, though. I would also be slow at picking a lock stabbed, but I'd also be slow at picking a lock normally so that's
0: fair <laughs> um so with the with the pyramid thing off then uh max is able to finally heal brody and meg what does he see during that that uh shot he gets all of the times that La- lazaric
1: wait what's the alien's name laric he got to see every time that laric was third wheeling him and tess <laughs> where Leric was just watching Max and Tess make out or Leric was just watching the two. Listen, I, I get it. When you're the best of friends, you see your friends <laughs> kissing. It just happens to people sometimes.
0: It does. It does.
1: Oh, it does. <laughs> um, And it was very funny to me that this, was like the missing piece of the puzzle in that one previously on. <laughs> and now it makes sense that in that previously on, they used footage from the upcoming episode because they could not use footage from this unaired episode. So, right, right. One mystery solved, but it's just dumb. At what cost? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so. Now that that's taken care of, uh, Brody doesn't remember what everyone is doing there, doesn't remember why he has a gun, and uh, everyone is on board to just cover this up except for Sean and Amy DeLuca, who, you know, don't know anything about the aliens, and Maria does her very best to convince her mom that, you know, Brody does not deserve to go to jail, we don't want to do this to him and his daughter. And Amy DeLuca is like, absolutely not. He threatened threatened you, my daughter. He threatened these kids. He threatened us. You know, he's a danger. And so there's no way that Amy DeLuca is going to help cover this up. Sean, on the other hand, has decided to keep his mouth shut. Oh, what? Go ahead.
1: It's just very funny that Maria's like, Mom, he's a single parent like you. Look at this picture of his daughter. Mom, don't send him to jail. And Maria's mom is like... So he's a danger to this daughter and we have to double lock him away now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, backfire. But yeah, Emily, what does Sean, what does Sean think about this?
0: Uh, Sean's totally cool because Liz has promised she'll go out with him if he helps cover this up. And he's like, yep, done. And so in order to convince Amy DeLuca they don't convince Amy DeLuca, Tess just goes in and changes her memories of the whole thing. And uh, Amy DeLuca thinks they've just been stuck down there while the power's been off. And
1: they're like, oh, it's fine. And then Max is like, oh, Michael, here's this disc of that CD I made for you. And that's when I was like, how did Max know to get a disc of Brody's Sims game? But I recognize now that it's the, the
0: incriminating evidence. He downloaded it from Napster. Did, has anyone, readers, listeners... Anyone remember Napster? Okay.
1: Let's talk about the gun safety of sending an entire SWAT team in (laughs) when you have no idea what the situation is. Mm -hmm. Did the, did, I can't remember. Do the police even know for certain
0: there is a gun involved? Okay, they do. Well, they think they do because when they, when they go in before, you know, before they're they're thwarted by the blast doors closing, there is a sign at the top of the stairs that says refuge and there is a bullet hole in there and Deputy slash Sheriff Hansen is like, there's a gun involved. I don't know how he could tell. It's a fresh bullet wound. Maybe there was dust or whatever <laughs> he in it, smells but it. that's he how it. they, <laughs> that's how he decided that there was a gun involved. But they already had brought in the snipers and stuff because it was a hostage situation. But you're right. Because the stairs, so the way the UFO Center is set up is there's uh, an opening and the stairs go down into this, into the floor. Um, And what Brody had done is barricaded the bottom of the stairs. And so you have this huge wave of policemen that are coming down the stairs, bottlenecked at the, at the barricade. And so everyone on the stairs is open to being shot at. And Deputy Hanson is the first one to like claw and elbow his way through the crowd and be the first one on the the scene of guns. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, yeah, Uh, I don't know if rule under under uh, Sheriff Hanson would be any better than under Sheriff Valenti gun safety wise. And then, and then, and then. And they the- just
1: let a couple teenagers from the streets wander onto the scene of an active
0: SWAT extraction. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. What happens is, you know, they get everybody out. It's a few days later. Uh, Brody is there at the Crashdown Cafe. And he and, and Maria what? have this great conversation. What? Oh, um, I don't think what?
1: we mentioned what's on the T-shirts that Maria's mom is selling.
0: Oh, no. Go for it. Because
1: Sean has to wear one of these to hide his stab wound from the police. (laughs) Do they send him to the hospital? Is there any fault? Like, the aliens don't heal him. That's for darn tootin' sure. (laughs)
0: Uh, Anyway, but he's wearing one of the. the story, the story was he fell down the stairs and fell on his own knife. Okay. That's the official story that they went with.
1: So maybe he'd go to the hospital for that. Well, he is wearing a t-shirt that says George W. is an alien.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and Deputy Sheriff Hansen is looking at it funny. And, and, you know, I think for a split second we're made to believe that he's going to figure out that Sean is stabbed. But Sean's just like, I can get you one of these if you want. Like, just this deadpan. And I like to think that Sean is so nonplussed about being stabbed is that he's been stabbed before. Just with the kind of life he's led. That's what I think. Stubborn. So we have a
1: wrap-up scene at the Crashdown Cafe the next day where Brody's talking about how he can't remember what was happening yesterday, but he remember how it felt. And it feels like mm-hmm. being here with Maria. And they're flirting. So maybe they she dumps Michael and goes for
0: Brody, the millionaire, and then Liz and Michael can get together. There you go. Um so that's the kind of wrap up on on Brody's storyline. The last last scene is Mike no, the last scene is Max breaking into the sheriff's house, which really dude, that's bold. Uh breaking into Tess's room to wake her up to tell her he remembers her. Because that has been a huge part of like this contention, not in their relationship because they're not technically in a relationship, I think Tess has tried really hard to make sure they're in a relationship, but she bought him a because shirt because Max hasn't. She got him a shirt, you know. Um, but because Max has not remembered, there's really no point. But now he remembers. He remembers her. He remembers, like, I, I think he remembers being in love. I think he remembers their life. So it's like or is when at you, least starting. It's like to. when you
1: have a dream about someone and you mm-hmm. have really intense feelings in this dream and then you wake up and those feelings are still there i think that's mm-hmm. that's what he's experiencing right now is is it's basically like he's had these dreams about being in love with tess and and those feelings now feel very very real to him even though he doesn't have all the memories
0: yeah yeah emily have you ever had dreams about someone in your life where you have feelings yes There will be people that I had crushes on, I mean, years ago, and I will have like these vivid dreams where I'm either married to them or we're on an adventure together or whatever. And like I wake up and I don't have those feelings about them, but in the dream, they were very intense. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What about you? I had
1: romance dreams about one of the star kids. I won't tell you which one. It was like
0: five (laughs) years ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right. Well, that is, that's the end of uh, Roswell season two, episode 20. The next one is the season finale. <laughs> Listen, Emily, it's only yes, 10 o'clock at night. Could we just watch the finale? <laughs> yes, we can. Absolutely. Um, I do need to go put my dinner away, but I need okay. you to uh, make some, make some predictions because well, uh, this is Roswell. This is Roswell, season two, episode 21, and it is called The Departure. The Departure. The thing is, is that
1: most of my predictions from the last episode still hold true, because this was a flashback (laughs) episode instead of a plot progression. So let me try and sum up. Okay. I think... Tess is not really Tess. I think she is Lonnie Mm -hmm. disguised as Tess in order to lure Max off planet and send her home. I think the departure is we are going to send Tess away. Okay. Uh, I think, well, maybe Tess and the baby will leave for their own... If it's real Tess. I think Tess and the baby will leave for their own safety, but Max will Mm -hmm. stay behind. Okay.
0: Um,
1: And the departure, I... Uh, I think we're gonna whatever the whole like oh and it's the key to the whole <laughs> blah, blah, blah. something from this episode <laughs> is gonna be important. My guesses as to what those are are: Laric has lost control of Brody, or if you can electrocute someone, they can access the part of their brain that lets them speak to aliens, mm-hmm. um, or. I don't know. I feel like there's one more thing in this. Oh, if you change the food, it tastes weird. Mm-hmm. And now, if you change the food, it tastes weird. The reason why I suspect that that will be a big plot point is when Alex tried his Thai food, he flipped out, and there was something wrong with oh. it. Oh, And so I would guess that the aliens, because Alex ordered from the same Thai place three meals a day every single day. And if Mm -hmm. they weren't literally taking control of his mind, they were doing something to his food to make him pliable. Mm -hmm. And so that Mm -hmm. would be my other guess of like, if you watch closely, you'll catch it, is that alien changed food is a
0: plot point. So there you go. Those are my official finale predictions. Those are great predictions. All right. Well, uh, I am going to go put my dinner away.
1: Uh, my burger's not going to be here for another 20 minutes. Oh,
0: never mind. My order's on the way and will arrive between <laughs> 8.50 and 9 p.m. <laughs> then you can tell, if it's, tell us if it's any good. Okay,
1: great. All right. Well, All right. Uh, I got to get back to waiting for my burger.
0: I'm going to go uh, put my leftovers away. All right, you can do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. Ready? Great. Break. Thank you again so much for listening to My Sister Made Me View it the Roswell 1999 version. We are... So close to the end of Roswell Season 2, and I'm so excited for Megan to watch the next episode because it's one of my favorites, and we will be able to talk about it in two weeks when the next episode comes out. But in the meantime, if two weeks is too long to wait, just want to let you know, we have another podcast that airs on the weeks that we don't put out a Roswell episode, and it is... Brandon Sanderson's The Stormlight Archives. We are currently on book two, Words of Radiance. Meg is the genius at that one and I know nothing. And so that's the one we put out every other week. And speaking of all of our podcasts, a special thanks to Michael Biancardi for the use of his song Passing Storm. We use it on all of our podcasts because we love it so much. Anyways, I got to get going. There's a ton of stuff to do. Meg and I are actually recording more episodes tonight so that we can have a buffer so that you will never be without an uh, uh, episode. And thank you to everyone who has taken the time to read. No, you don't read anything. You rate and review it. That's what you do. Thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed us. Uh, Every time we see one of those little uh, reviews or all the stars you guys are giving us, it just makes us feel real happy. So thank you for that. And thank you for all the wonderful comments you send our way. We appreciate you very much. And remember, we believe in you.